The House of Roll journeys far and wide to bring you exceptional quality kitchen and bath fixtures. In all of this, you'll see the details of your own story. The story of a life well-crafted. Welcome to the House of Roll. What's up, friends? You're listening to the greatest sports guru ever. Self-proclaimed, of course. Yours truly, Will Walker, and this is my sports podcast, Will's Take on Sports. Um, the wild card games were wild last weekend. Um, going to get into that a little bit on this podcast. Also going to talk about the national title game between um, Dabo's, title, um, Dabo's Tigers and the evil empire led by the Dark Lord himself, Nick Saban. Um, Tom Thibodeau got fired from the Wolves. He's no longer dancing with the Wolves, so he's gone. Um, that's interesting. That really is. Jimmy Butler goes. Him and Jimmy Butler have a, a struggle in the um, offseason, and Tom Thibodeau leaves after he trades him. At Tom Thibodeau leaves after he trades Jimmy Butler. <laughs> that's that's weird. But anyway, all right, going to preview this weekend's the N, the F, and the L playoff games. Um, I wonder if Slick Nick can keep up his mojo for the um, Eagles. I'm going to talk about that also. All right, after the sound of the music, the podcast will get thick. So let's go. All right, national title game, uh, the mythical national title, that plus one game that happened in San Francisco last Monday night. Um, the Clemson Tigers, 44, the evil empire, the Alabama Crimson Tide, 16. No one saw that coming, not that beatdown. I mean, of course, Clemson had the opportunity to win, truly believe that, but them to beat down Alabama like that, did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. The rookie freshman, um, Trevor Lawrence, unbelievable in that football game. I'm going to give him a simply the best performance a little later on um, when I do simply the best. Um, But anyway, speaking of Clemson, now they've won two national titles um, in this playoff era. Alabama's won two. You know what's interesting about the national, uh, this college football um, plus one game, or as they call it, I call it the plus one game. That's really all it is. It's the bowl games plus one. And anyway, since they've gone to this in 2014, no team that was uh, rated the number one seed has ever won. Never. It is that is extremely interesting that they have that the team that's go that goes into this um, tournament is not has not won that um plus one game that's that's unbelievable but anyway clemson i think clemson really proved that they were just as equal as alabama all year they may not have gotten a love like Dabo swinney said as far as being in the conversation for greatest team ever um with the 15 and 0 finish all everybody talked about was alabama 15 and 0 they'd be the greatest team ever but clemson with has the greatest record ever I'm not going to give them the greatest team, but they have the greatest uh, tie for the greatest record ever. Anyway, um, at 15 and 0, they were able to. I mean, Trevor Lawrence looked like a fifth-year senior um, with what he was doing. Their defensive line was legit. They just really just hounded um, uh, Tua when they got down in the red zone. Yes, Alabama was able to move the ball most of that most of that game, but when they got down to the scoring position or the red zone, as they call it, they just bogged down. They they really did. And I think it was evident from that first drive when he threw that pick six that Clemson came to play. And they just seemed 
Uh, they had they had a lot of determination, um, a, a, a huge chip on their shoulder to prove that they did belong in this game with Alabama. They did not deserve to be seven-point dogs. Um, and they just went out there and took it to them. And it was really just really evident from early in that game that, man, this is going to be, you know, if Alabama don't get their act together, you know, Clemson's going to hand it to them. I didn't think they handed it to them by 28 points. But it looked as if Clemson would hand it to them just basically because of how hard they were playing, um, how well they were executing on the offensive end. Again, the quarterback was just amazing. Got some outstanding catches even when he was off the mark by that young wide receiver. So, And Alabama's DBs are not as good um, against quality opponents um, as, as they've been in the past. They got young corners. Um, a couple of South Florida guys. And let me get into this South Florida thing real fast um, before I move on to the NFL and what happened in their wild card weekend. A lot of people um, from South Florida are upset that South Florida kids are departing Miami, um, departing the area, not going to the local school Miami and, and, and giving their commitment and playing their college ball there. Listen, this is not something that is really a new thing. There's been programs coming into South Florida and raiding, especially from the SEC, and raiding South Florida for years. Now, in the in the numbers that they've been going out um, over the last couple of years since Miami's been down, maybe not. But they still there still has been um, South Florida guys leaving the area, especially those that are rated high by the recruiting services or highly regarded by the recu- recruiting services. They've been leaving South Florida, so this is not nothing new. Until Miami is able to get themselves back, to the situation to where they're they're always in the conversation for playing for national titles. You cannot blame kids for leaving. You just can't. I know a lot of Miami fans like, how can they leave? That's their home school. Forget that mess. With internet, all these games on TV, it, that the art the, the the recruiting pitch or your the recruiting pitch that your parents or your family will be able to see you play, you know, almost every weekend is it, gone because of television and internet. Basically, every game's on TV or every game's on the Internet or every game could be seen. So that argument is out the window. Miami's just got to win. I keep hearing all about this bag stuff and all. Man, Miami used to cheat, too. That is not nothing. Miami used to cheat. Florida State used to cheat. Florida used to cheat. They all used to cheat. All the big three that's in the state of Florida that has been missing out on these kids and haven't had uh, only Florida State has had representation um, in this uh, college football playoff era uh, um, thing that they have. Only Florida State, and that was the very first one. So until those schools hire strong recruiters that um, turn that strong, uh, those strong recruiting classes um, into positive results and um, national championship prominence results, they're going to keep missing out on the lead Florida kids. They're going to keep um, leaving the state in droves. They're just going to keep leaving. I mean, you can't blame these kids. You know, Miami missed on two big kids last weekend, um, one from Florida and one from South Miami. One kid went to uh, Alabama to play because Alabama's the it school, and another kid went to Georgia because Georgia's the up-and-coming it school. So it is what it is. Miami's just got to do what they got to do. They got to get underrated kids that haven't been scouted or haven't gotten the star ratings or whatever and then move and then coach them up. Coach them up. They need a couple. They need some kids that are hungry. Coach them up. Get them and put them and 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 uh, again get kids that are hungry 
and then that'll probably, you know, that that'll get Miami to the point. I mean, that that ten win season starting out ten zero was great for Mark Rick, but again, there was the efficiencies and flaws. And another thing Miami needs to do is get a quarterback. Now that they just hired the uh, quarterbacks coach from Alabama, I can't think of his name, so I'm not going to butcher it. But they hired him. So that may mean Jalen Hurts may come because he's in the transfer market. He can be a graduate transfer, which means he could he could play right away. So maybe he comes, maybe he doesn't. But if the if he doesn't, they need to coach up the quarterbacks they got. Two of those kids were rated four stars. You know, very highly recruited kids. So they need to coach them up, get these kids, um, and, and also get a more innovative, um, modern offense. And so that's probably what Manny Diaz was looking at when he decided to go with the guy, um, um, from Alabama's, off of Alabama staff, um, that was the quarterback's coach. And now he's the offensive coordinator with the U. So we'll find out how that goes. All right. Let me go ahead and talk about what happened last weekend in the all, um, I'm sorry, in the wild card round regarding the NFL tournament. Um, the Colts and Andrew Luck, Winning the Lux hometown in Houston, and they won. They played an outstanding game. Listen, like I had predicted before in um, the preview um, for the wild card round, I said Houston. I mean, I said Houston's in trouble. I think Andrew Luck and the Colts are are a much better team. They seem to be a more complete team, and I wasn't shocked by the result. That the only result that shocked me from last weekend was what Saint Nick and the uh, well Slick Nick and the and the Eagles were able to do against the Bears. You know, I thought the Bears defense would be able to shut them down. I didn't think the Eagles were able to do anything. They were down at running back with all the injuries in the secondary, but yet the Eagles showed the heart of a champion. Now with Nick Foles at quarterback, the last two seasons they won four straight games. Um, they they're now four and zero. Maybe they can go five and zero against the Saints. The Saints have their own pro- uh, their own problems, or, uh, not their own problems, but their own disappointment from last season. You know about the play that happened when um, the young man caught the ball on the sideline and, and the safety dove at his feet and had his head down, and the kid just turned around and just went to the end zone. Stephon Diggs did. So we'll find out. Um, in regards to what's going to happen later, um, got to give some love to Lamar Jackson. There were boo birds coming out in in um, in Baltimore during that game. Um, between the Chargers and the Ravens, it's interesting how fans fans are strictly whatever you done for me lately. Yeah, the kid was struggling for the first three quarters, and then the fourth quarter comes. He turns on, it turns on. He throws two touchdown passes to Crabtree. The Ravens have an opportunity to get back in the game. Um, they I mean, they got back in the game, but they had an opportunity to win. They didn't. They weren't able to. They, so the Chargers were able to close out, and move on to play against the New England Patriots. That's going to be an interesting matchup. I got to give you my take and what I think about that matchup um, coming up between the Chargers and um, the Patriots. So move just just moving right along, and then of course. You know, Dallas, I didn't pick Dallas last weekend. I thought Seattle would be able to handle them. Um, again, a late comeback, um, sort of like what happened between the Ravens uh, and the Chargers. Um, Russell Wilson tried to get them back, but they didn't. They did, They weren't even having – Sebastian Janikowski got hurt, and they weren't able to kick field goals or kick extra points, but they were getting those two-point conversions. But where they, where they needed him um, really to give them the opportunity to get the onside kick, they couldn't. The kid dropped, kicked the ball about 30 yards. So they had no chance for that onside kick. But anyway, um, um, I did not pick the Cowboys, They um, but they went on here to pull the upset. So I went 2-2 two two last weekend um, in regards to uh, the NFL wild card round. Um, hey, it is what it is. Like I said, I might be right. I might be wrong. It is what it is. All right, let me go ahead and get into what I do. You know what it's called. It's called Simply the Best. 
All right, simply the best performance goes. Of course, I'm going to go with old slick Nick Foles and what he was able to do last week in Chicago, 262 yards, passing two touchdowns. And uh, But he also did throw two balls to the wrong team. I mean, but, hey, they were able to still uh, pull off the win, even though it was, you know, basically because the kicker um, for the Bears didn't do his job, hit the upright and hit the bottom crossbar. Um, so, hey, it is what it is, but, hey, the object of the game is to score more points, and the Eagles score more points. Let's see if they can keep that up this week against the Saints. Trevor Lawrence and what he was able to do in the national title game, got to give it to him. Um, again, true freshman, two more years basically because of the NFL rules, he's not able to turn pro. Um, uh, everybody keeps saying he would be the number one pick if he was. I mean, this kid's just 19 years old, but he he's very poised. He has um, he's going to be. He looks the part of a once in a generation type quarterback. Um, he definitely has it. He's a local kid out of Georgia, so kudos to him. I mean, the kid said at least three more national titles, which means he must love college because he has. He's not even. He's not thinking about the pros. Everybody else is, but he's not. But that's funny. But anyway. Um, he wants to, he thinks he can win at least three more national titles. And I think if that team stays healthy, they may get maybe one. I don't see them getting three, but they may get it maybe one because you never know what will happen um, in football with injuries. That's the main thing. Also got to give us simply the best real quick, the James Harden of the NBA for the Houston Rockets. Um, again, another 40-point triple, another 40-point scored with a triple-double. James Harden is what it is. He is an outstanding regular season player. He just does not come up big in big moments in the playoffs. It, even when he was with the Oklahoma City Thunder and they went up against my Miami Heat in the 2011 NBA Finals, he came up, I mean, sorry, the 2012 NBA Finals in that, um, uh, I guess you could say, uh, strike or lockout shortened season. He came up short in the NBA Finals. Um, I mean, he had a, a horrible finals against um the Miami Heat. And then if you look at what he, what happened against Greg Popovich um, a couple of years ago, um, I think that was game six, um, the San Antonio Sports were able to just really handle him. They were able to shut him down. Of course, they had probably the, the game's premier um, perimeter defender in Kawhi Leonard when he was a spur. So, but, again, James Harden came up short. And then last season in game seven against the Golden State Warriors, again, came up seven, um, like came up short in, in the most – pivotal moment um, that superstars usually take over. Again, James Harden is an outstanding regular season player, and the MVP is a regular season award. So, yes, if you're saying that he deserves it, okay, yeah, based upon the regular season. But, again, he has come up short. When I was a kid, and you know, watching basketball and stuff like that, I learned something in 1985. The, the L.A. Lakers – um, acquired Bob McAdoo. And I remember the announcer saying, you know, the one thing that um, most NBA champions have or most teams that get to the NBA Finals have, they have great coaching. And the one thing that the playoffs requires, I learned this as a kid now in 1985, that it requires coaches to be able to make adjustments. And that's how you can tell if a guy's a great coach or has the, has the potential to be a great coach or a good coach or whatever. Yes, the team and the talent is great, but can he make adjustments when he plays against another great team? Because that's usually what happens in the NBA Finals, especially in the 80s. That's all what happened when we saw Boston and the Lakers repeatedly um, going up against one another. So when I look at James Harden and his losses, he's lost to Eric Spolster. What does Eric Spolster does? He makes great game-to-game adjustments. His in-game adjustments at that time were not very good, although he's improved. Um, over the years, but game to game adjustments by Eric Spoelstra were great. So that's how the Heat were able to neutralize James Harden in that 2012 NBA Finals. Plus, Eric Spoelstra is what 
He was on Pat Riley's staff. So he's basically a Pat, Pat, Pat Riley protege. And then you could look at Greg Popovich going up against James Harden. What he does, make adjustments to, you know, to slow James Harden down in Mike Antony's offense. And then you look at Steve Kerr, who should be considered a great coach, given all the quality coaching that he's played for. Phil Jackson, he's played for Greg Popovich. He's got some of their um, influence on him, uh, influence in him uh, with his coaching style. But he's also got very talented players. But they were the uh, most of that team was there when Mark Jackson was there and they weren't able to um, get to the NBA finals and win. But when Steve Kerr came in and posted, the guys matured a little bit. So, I mean, timing was everything. But still, Steve Kerr's made some he's made amazing adjustments when they needed it. And he showed that he he is a great coach, given the fact that, hey, Houston had him and Houston had the home court. But, hey, the the, the, the Warriors were able to handle um, the Rockets in game seven. Plus, the Rockets shot all them bricks. Um, in game seven but anyway let's move on all right let me get into what's going to happen in the n and the f and the l this weekend in regards to the nfl division round all right first game up is going to be on saturday will be the indy Colts going to kansas city to play um in that game um listen kansas city has lost their last two home playoff games in the divisional round um the first year uh, but Alex Alex Smith was the quarterback last year. They lost to the Tennessee Titans. So, and then um, the previous year before that, they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, um, we're going to see can they can they re, can they break that two game snap and finally get a win in the division round? And if they do, they will be hosting the AFC Championship game. We will see what Kansas City can do. Um, I like what Pat Mahomes has done. Again, over five thousand yards, fifty one touchdowns. He should be the NFL regular season MVP. Um, he's definitely put up the stats for it, and plus he's on the best team in the AFC. And he was in Kansas City was one of the better offensive teams all year. Their defense is leaky. Let's see how they're able to hold um, Indy and their their uh, balanced offense. T.Y. Hilton, uh, Andrew Luck. Um, again, that defense from Indy is opportunistic. They're, they are very quality defense. Their defense is definitely better than Kansas City. Can Kansas City defense make enough stops against Indy? I don't think so. I'm going to go with the upset and say Kansas City loses for the third year in a row at home in a divisional round, and I'm going to go ahead and go with the Indianapolis Colts. That's right. I'm picking an upset. All right, going um, into the next game, Dallas and the L.A. Rams. Dallas is definitely have the defense. Um, their their linebackers are awesome. Um, Jalen Smith and Vandersloot are very good athletic linebackers. Um, let's see how healthy Tark Gurley is. Again, the Rams are also a team lost last season, had a great season, lost in the divisional round, I mean in the wild card round to the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Dak Prescott is inaccurate as heck. He really is, but he makes the plays. Um, he makes he makes the necessary plays when they need to be made. But it's it's just amazing how up and down he can be in the course of a football game. Ezekiel Elliott's going to be the key. Will he be able to cover up this porous Rams run defense? Will Ndamukong Sue finally make an appearance for this team? He has not all season. Aaron Donald has done he has been remarkable on that defense line they got some other guys that they picked up um it's it's a star-studded defense that just doesn't play like a star-studded defense they play like a porous i mean like a real average to poor defense um they're not very good statistically um they're not very good against the run it's going to be up to the dominican Sue to be able to really this all depends on him uh, in, in my opinion, Aaron Donald's gonna do with his thing, do his thing. He's done it through double teams. The Dominican Sue's had one on ones most of the year, and this is something that when he first came into the league and and then a little brief stint with the Miami Dolphins, he was able to do good. He's only played in three playoff games. He's got decent stats, no three playoff games, but he hasn't won one. Can he get a win today with the L.A. Rams? Um, with the Dallas Cowboys coming to town, Dallas 
shoot, Dallas might have the home field in this game. Um, you know how that Dallas Cowboy following is. So, again, I'm going to go with an upset. I'm going to go with Dallas. I know the Rams have motivation for what happened last year. They want to, uh, I guess you could say, redeem themselves from that loss. But I'm still going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys pulling the upset over um, the L.A. Rams in L.A. So, Two weeks in a, I, 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 okay. So another divisional, I, another wild card team is going to go on in advance, in my opinion. All right, going on to the Sunday matchups with the Chargers going up against the Pats. You know, New England has not. New England has only lost one divisional playoff game since 2010. That was in 2010 to the New York Jets. Every, I mean, they they have been unbelievable in this round at home. Um, but I think they lose. Again, I, I really do. I do not think New England and Tom Brady, they don't have a wide receiver, no Josh Gordon, no no wide receiver that can stretch the field consistently. Phillip Rivers from the U Pro Kane, love that boy all day, every day. You know how I feel about my Hurricanes, but he has not been a good pro. I don't think he's going to make a difference today. Cordell Patterson is a one-trick pony. He's really a return guy. Um, he's not really a quality receiver. Julian Edelman is a slot guy. He doesn't threaten you down the field. Gronkowski doesn't threaten you down the field. Let's see what Sony Michelle is able to do at running back. If the Patriots can get a solid running game, um, going against that very good Chargers defense. Again, the Chargers have a very good defense um, led by Joey Bolsa and uh, the rookie Duran James. They played a quality game last week on, in in another northeastern city in Baltimore. Let's see if they can do the same thing in Boston this week. I'm going to go ahead again and go with the road dog on this one. I'll go with the road team. I'm going to go with the Chargers. I just think Anthony Anthony Flynn and his Chargers are just a better team. They're a more complete team. Again, they they are a wild card team that could have easily won their division. But again, Kansas City had the season that they had, and the Chargers um, lost the game to them. So hey, that's why they were ended up in the wild card. But I think they are much better than the New England Patriots. Yes, the Patriots have rest. Yes, Tom Brady is considered the greatest of all time but I don't think he has the receivers receivers on offense to really hurt this team New England's been shaky on defense at times this year they were shaky even against the Miami Dolphins I mean they they have been very they have not been the New England team that has been dominant um since the turn of the century but this is a home game the game is in Foxborough but I still do not like um, them winning this ball game. I'm going to go ahead and go with the Chargers. So I picked three road teams in a row so far. All right, let me go to the final game that's going to happen on Sunday. Um, the Eagles and the Saints. The Saints are coming off their own disappointment from last season. We know what happened at the end of that ball game um, in Minnesota. They played a very good game. Um, the Eagles are a team that, man, they have got to be riding great fortune. Um, I'm not going to call it luck. It's just great fortune. And a lot of times, good teams make their own luck. They they create their own opportunities. And that's what this team has done for four straight playoff games with Slick Nick at quarterback. I think their luck runs out now. I think the Saints are able to get the redemption. I like what Sean Payton did to try to give it, get his guys motivated with the, bringing the uh, Lombardi Trophy in and the water cash and all that type of thing that he did this week, try to get his guys inspired. Plus, I think they're going to be super motivated for what happened with them again last year in Minnesota. I think the Saints will go on and move uh, will move on and go ahead and host um the NFC um championship game next uh next Sunday. So I'm gonna go ahead and just say this will be the only home win for any team um as far as the NFL divisional round. All right, that's my preview for the NFL uh divisional round. That's what it is. You see I went again with three like I did last weekend, three road teams to pull off the win and only one team to one um team to, to get the home win and that's the Saints. 
Made that same prediction last week. Got two right, missed one. So, hey, it is what it is. All right, so that is my show. Let me go ahead and get the band striked up so we can, so I can go ahead and get up out of here. I want to thank you all so much for giving me your um, um, devo- uh, devoted um, attention and downloads. I really appreciate my loyal listeners. Uh, I appreciate the positive emails. Again, I said I'm going to try to make sure I come, I do a sports podcast at least once a week. I would definitely try to do that. Um, I really appreciate all the love and all the support. Again, you can contact me at my email at will, W-I-L, walkershow at yahoo.com. Uh, just drop me a line, you know, let me know um, how you like the show. And if you have any negative feedback, I read those also. Also, you can follow my show on Twitter and Instagram at the same handle, WWS underscore sports show. Um, that's WWS underscore S-P-O-R-T-S-S-H-O-W. WWS underscore sports show. Also on Facebook, you can follow me. Um, Will's take on sports. That's Will W I L P S T A K E take on S P O R T S sports. Thank you guys so much. Um, again, I'll come to you next week after all the games I played, give you my take on sports, any other big time action that's happening in sports. And I'm going to recap what happened in the NFL division round and go ahead and preview the, the um, conference championship games. Listen, say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I holla. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's cutting into your exercise time. It's stabbing you in the back nine. And it's attacking your peace of mind. It's pain, and it's getting in between you and the life you want to live. CBD Medic targets your pain at its source. It's fast-acting relief with active OTC ingredients, plus the added benefits of THC-free hemp oil. Get back to your life with CBD Medic, available online and at CVS. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.